Chumash Vayikra. First Pasha, Pasha Vayikra. The second Shabbos in other Shani, but not the second of the Dalit Parshas. Shabbos is Minim is Barche Bekuli Yemen. This Shabbos. has a connection to Purim but it's not Pasha Zohar Chumash Vayikra is known as Teres Kehanim What happened here? Where is he? Okay, one second. Technical difficulties with our share. One second. People are driving. People are coming and going. It's not letting me do a call, a video call. Why is it acting up on me now? When you call a group, what happens? The microphone. Check settings. Okay, settings are fine. Oh, the webcam is on check. Webcam is on? Too many people, people on this call. Uh-huh. What's Okay, fine. Close. Close. Let's take a few off. Um, I don't want to remove from context. I want to remove from the shear. How do I do that now? Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's see what happens. Hello. Yeah. 
I did the wrong thing, Ivy. Okay, let's see if this works back now. Give me a hard time. Why would it go off? Okay, we're having technical difficulties with Skype today, folks. I don't know, it's giving me technical difficulties. Well, that's only one one person. Yeah, because the group is having a hard time. I don't know what's going on with the group. Do you try to sign off and sign on? Yes, sign in. Give me a minute here. I'm going to come right back to you over here on the, sh- on the thing. Okay? Talking to Skype. I'll be back with you in a minute. I'll try to call you from the group. To sign out and sign in. Well, that's not sign out. Go to Skype, sign out. You didn't know how to sign in? Hold on, do you remember your login information? No. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Let me eliminate these people from the group. group. Down, uh, the bottom is. When's the sure is on? Still too many people. What do you mean? How do I get somebody? But well, they're all off. Not Whatever is X, I mean they're offline. Well, it's ten people. It's only nine. You have one. You have one online. How do I remove from the group? That's the question. Click on the X. Huh? Left. Click on the X. Right click. Remove person from this group. Ah. It actually says it. There you go, video call. Okay, now we can do it. Sheesh. Very, very strange. Now we're just ten minutes of blank time. People trying to figure out what was going on. Apologies, everybody. We ran into technical difficulties on our Skype program, but we are back on track now. The Skype is back in motion. We are going to revisit the beginning of our conversation this evening. Parsh Vayikra, the beginning of Chumash Vayikra. Vayikra is known as Teres Kahanim. Teres Kahanim leaves a, a void, leaves a question mark. How and what is it relevant to us in that case? If it's Teres Kahanim, it's only relevant to the Kohanim. <coughs> the Shabbos we also said is a non Shabbos. What is a non-Shabbos? There are the Dalit Parshas. There are four Parshas that we deal with between other and this. There's Parshas Kolim, Parshas Zohar, Parshas Pora, Parshas Achedish. Parshas Kolim is either Shabbos Mevarchim, Chedish Other, or the Shabbos is Chedish Other. If a Chedish Other comes out on a Shabbos, that's the first Parshas Kolim. That's the four of the Dalit Parshas. 
Pasha Zacher is the Shabbos before Purim. Pasha's Pura is the Shabbos before Pasha's Achidish. So that's the only Pasha that's tied with the second Pasha. Whenever Pasha Chedesh is, the Shabbos before is Para. Chedesh, just like Shkolim, can either be Shabbos Mvarachim Nisan or Shabbos Chedesh Nisan. <coughs> and Pasha is part of the Shabbos before that. So since Pasha Zacher is tied in with Purim, Therefore, it is possible, as we have this week, this year, that Pasha Shkolem was this past Shabbos, and Pasha Zacher is next Shabbos. Because there's not a real connection between Shkolem and Zacher. However, as we said before, Shabbos is Minim is Baruch Bekuli Yemen. All the days of the week are blessed from Shabbos. So this Shabbos is connected with Pasha's, with Tainus Esther. Now technically, we don't usually find that happening. We find usually whenever you say Tainus Esther, Tainus Esther is the day before Purim. Now, because Purim is on a Sunday, being Purim is on a Sunday, so Tainas Esther is Mugdam, is brought earlier. Earlier is on Thursday, because we can't fast on Friday. The only fast that's allowed to fast on Friday is Asada Batavis. Since we can't fast on Friday, so therefore, The Mugdam goes to Thursday night. To Thursday. Tainus Esther is only a day fast, not the night prior or the night after. However, since we do move the clock this Matzah Shabbos forward, we spring ahead. For those who didn't know, now you got at least something you can say you learned tonight. That's a result. Yes, the first one. So in this weekend, we're going to start, we're going to move our clocks ahead, which makes our days longer, gives us our daylight savings time. Thank you. Thank you, uh, presidents that uh, instituted this, and the Global Warming Fair. So we're going to be merited to have one extra hour of Purim, one more hour of drinking, but that's next Sunday. We also have one more hour of fasting. <laughs> the fast is going to end an hour later as well. So whereas now 6.35 would have been sufficient, now it's going to become 7.35. It's going to be close to a Shivasa Batavans or a uh, Kippa fast. Just so we don't fast the night before.
So technically, we would think that we're already dealing with Purim because Titus Esther is directly connected to Purim, and therefore this Shabbos would have something more to it. But since Shabbos is not the Shabbos prior to Purim, therefore it does not have that something more to it, and therefore this Shabbos is an off Shabbos. It's not a part, not one of the Dalad Parshas. Tainus Esther, one of the mitzvahs of Tainus Esther, besides fasting, <coughs> it's a fast we don't have to accept the day before. In other words, most fa- if a person fasts, a person decides to fast for a Tainus Cholom or something of the sort, or Tainus Cholom, no, because Tainus Cholom would be the next morning. A person has a very, very harsh dream then they fast the next day. There are certain things the Gemara brings down about what kind of dreams. Rather not discuss them because then we can bring people to dream about it at night because what you hear by day is what you dream at night. So to avoid that, we'll discuss the different things that they're about. I've told the story many times. It's a story that's very close to my heart because I'm very... moved by the story. I have a sister in Frankfurt, Germany. She's married to the, the Shluchim in Frankfurt. She's married to Abzalman Gerevich. Abzalman Gerevich is from France originally, from Lyon. Not Lyon. From, from... Could be. Whatever. Actually from a suburb of some sort over there. Father of Shalom, Abzalman's father, would run, ran the girls' school there. He was a very, very straight chassid. With straight chassid, he was once here for Tishrei, and um, Sukkot finished, and there was a whole week between Sukkot and Shabbos Bereshis. And he wrote to the Rebbe something about somebody in Australia, he was collecting money for the for the school, when the Rebbe told him to go to Australia. So he had no choice. They never told him he has to go. He was no young man. But he wanted to be back for Shabbos Bereshis. <laughs> to those who haven't traveled to Australia, it's quite a trip. And for someone to do it back and forth in one week, it's quite a feat. And especially if they're not young. But if that was what the Rebbe told him to do, he had to do it. And on the other hand, he wanted to be back, so therefore he was going to do that as well. <coughs> and he insisted on making this trip back and forth in the week. And my wife tried very hard to persuade him not to look after his health, but we hear nothing of it. Dr. Abyss, the Rebbe's from Anyway, his wife, a few years later, his wife passed away and... Uh, for a few years that he lived after his wife passed away, they tried to make him as respectful, as respectable as possible, keep his honor and his dignity, and try to let him stay at home and everything, but it was hard for the children, hard for him, and he would ultimately end up bouncing from child to child. There's a few children not far from where he lives. And one day the daughter calls him up about coming over for lunch, 
And he said, I'm sorry, I can't come over, I'm fasting today. She said, it's not a fast day today. She thought maybe he was losing it. He's fasting a tiny scholum. Tata, what did you dream? He dreamt that he overslept Sevizman Krishna. Every day is a certain time when we're supposed to daven shachras, daven mincha, daven mairev. Kriya Shema has to be read in the first few hours of the day. For example, now Sevizman Krishna is 9.13. So he dreamt that he overslept the Man Krishna. And that he said the Krishna after the time. And that was so traumatic to him that he fasted. We don't have many of those type of people today. So that is the Tainas Cholim, you fast the next day immediately. But otherwise, if a person takes on a fast for any other given thing, um, the person would have to say the day before by Mincha, I'm accepting upon myself to fast tomorrow. Um, Tainas Esther is not like that, of course, even though it's a Mugdum, it's earlier, it's not the day before Purim, this Thursday. Tainus begins by sunrise, by Alisa Shaka actually. According to the Altarebbe, they start about 45 minutes before. Um, Mincha will be about one. The earliest mincha will be about 135, 140, 130, 135 probably. Before mincha, the custom is to give matzah shekel. The custom of giving matzah shekel is to give three half dollars. The way that we give the three half dollars if you have the silver half dollars, is ideal. If you don't have silver half dollars, you go to shul. There are many people collecting money that have secured themselves these half dollars. And we have a nice plate. And you buy the dollars from them officially. You lift up one at a time in your hand until you're holding all three. You lift up all three, and then you put them down, and you do that three times three times, like the Chazaka and etc, etc, all the ramifications that it stands for. <coughs> this is Maksa Shekel. This is done always on Tainas Esther. If a person didn't do Tainas Esther, then they have time till Purim to do it. Anenu is recited by the Chazan in Chazar Sashat Shachris. And Anenu is recited in Mincha by all those that are still fasting. We read the Torah, both the Shachras and the Mincha. Um, the reading is not the Thursday reading, but rather the reading of Ayechal, which is read usually on fast day. Barring in Kippur, uh, barring Tishbav, which we read a different reading for Shachas. All of the first days we read Vayichal. 
And then for Mincha we read Vayichal as well, but we say for the third third Aliyah is Maftir and Haftar Dishrashah. A person can work on a fast day, whatever they can muster up. It depends on your stamina. Each person to their own, of course. And the fast will end probably around 7.35, close to probably 7.45. You can look up your local Chabad.org or Maizmanam.com. So Tainus Esther is its own minhagim. Usually the thing is that Purim comes right after Tainus Esther. <coughs> when Purim does come after Tainus Esther, the reading of the Megillah is immediately after Meirah before breaking one's fast. Returning to the regular schedule program, Pasha Vayikra. Vayikra El Moshe. Vayikra, for those who are look, look, we're looking at Chumash, or we're looking at the Sefer Torah, you'll see Vayikra is written with an olive zira, a small olive. Rav Yud Kuf. Reish and the Aleph is a small letter. Why the small letter? What significance does the small letter have to us? The small letter of Aleph, it's brought down that Meish's face had such a shine to it that he had to wear a mask, he had to wear a mask. Because you were not able to look at the radiance of his face. Where did it get that? Where did he acquire that radiance? The Abishta gave him ink to write the Sefer And after writing the Sefer he had a drop of ink left over. And he took that drop of ink and he smeared his face with it. And the holy ink which God provided him caused him this tremendous shine. question is if God gave him the ink don't you think God gave him just enough ink to write the sister why would God give him that extra face shine ink <laughs> and one of the Mepharshim say that Moshe wrote Vayikra with a small olive and therefore since it was not the regular sized letter it had less ink so whereas God prepared the Sefer the ink, to have the word Vayikra with a large olive, since Moshe wrote with a small olive, he therefore had leftover ink. Where did he take it that he, he could enjoy the profits of this missing ink, of this extra ink, the missing part of the letter? The reason that Moshe wrote Vayikra with a small olive is to show his humbleness. Moshe did not want to say Vayikra by his name. 
when God called any other prophets, the non-Jewish prophets or anything else, God used the word Vayikar. Vayikar is an endearment. And it shows a special connection. And there's a special connection between God and Moshe. But Moshe, being the most humble of all people of the world, Moshe, in his humbleness, insisted that his name also should be written Vayikar. Since God forbade him to do that, so his way to fix it was to write with a small olive. So it looks like Vayikar with an olive. What was the humbleness all about? It's called Spade Spade. He was... He was Moshe. He spent 40 days and 40 nights, three times, without eating or drinking or sleeping. Up in heaven, talking to God. So what level of humbleness, and where does the humbleness actually come from? I'm sorry, this is one of those days. Boy, I can't talk about putting myself to sleep. Moshe's humbleness, in essence, his essence of humbleness was had somebody had my neshama, they would have done better. Moshe realized and knew that his neshama was very lofty. And he said, the only reason that I'm so special because I have the special neshama. Anyone else with my neshama would have done better with it. Would have reached higher. Would have gotten to a better, le- to higher levels. So therefore he was humbled <coughs> about himself within himself. The Rebbe Rashab was about four years old. And he's by the Seder of the Samachsedek. And by the Seder, like every other Pesach Seder, they cracked the middle matzah, yachatz. Part is put away for the Afrikaman, and part is put back on the Kaira, and is eaten later, umaytzi matzah. The larger half, of course, is put away. It was one chassid by the seder cracked his matzah and was standing there measuring which is bigger, which is smaller. The Rebbe told him (coughs) a big person, a big one that measures is, is smaller than the small. If a person who considers himself big sits down and measures himself against others, then he's slower than the low. And this, therefore, was the message someone said they gave to the Chassid, which ultimately the Rashab took very to heart for the rest of his life.
The Chumash <coughs> begins, David al Yisrael, speak to the Jews, and tell them, Adam ki yakriv mikem, a person that will sacrifice from within you. Now the truth is, it should be Adam mikem ki yakriv. person from amongst you that brings the sacrifice. What's Adam ki yakriv mikem? The little translation is a person sacrifices from themselves. So first of all, the simplest, simplest Explanation, barring what the Rebbe explains in the beginning of the Kutayner, of the Kutayner, is the person has to take his Yetzirah, which is within him, because the person is not going to sin if the person realizes and understands how connected they are to God and how the Nisham is part of God. And he takes, therefore, the Yetzirah is the one that causes this damage, and takes the Yetzirah and he sacrifices Mikem to what level does one have to sacrifice in English is an expression give till it hurts talk about tzedakah, charity we say give till it hurts it's quite a task Give till it hurts. Some people, it means one penny, because it hurts them to part with a penny. The Yitzchak was part of the Chaver Kadisha. Chaver Kadisha was the burial society. And there was one particular resident of Berdichev that was lying on his bed, Goises. Goises. As Rulayin says, family was all around him, they were gathered around, they were crying, they were davening. And he started to cry. The Goses started to cry. And the Badichva told him, Vosikshan, you have a beautiful family, you raised a family, you brought a family into the world, and you lived to a ripe old age and you have successes and this and that what are you crying about? are you scared of dying? so I'm not scared of dying I'm just scared of where I'm going I'm not sure where I'm going I don't know what my forwarding address is going to look like mm. I don't know where I'm going to end up and therefore I'm worried if I go to Ganeiden at all if I go to heaven at all what kind of Ganeidin am I going to have already? What's going to be there already? And this is what I'm crying about. I'm not frightened, I'm not feared, I'm just worried. So the Badichiva said, that's why you're crying. Is it? You know what, my kin? I'll, I'll guarantee you Adam Haba. How can I guarantee Adam Haba? I'll give you mine. Immediately he called, took them over. He had them draw up a contract, and they testified, the witnesses to the contract, that the Badicha of the Yitzchak is giving this person his name, his mother's name, his Adam Haba. 
So Mezhi should be sure what he's going to have. And he signed it and gave it to the fellow. Now the fellow was crying from joy. He couldn't believe that the Baditcher just did that for him and everything. It was so overwhelming and so... He turned to his family, he was smiling and he was radiant, he was so happy now. He can go in peace. person passed away. They buried him. After the funeral... They asked the Baditshiva, what was that? Why did this fellow earn, what did he deserve, your Elam Haba? And the Baditshiva answered, I don't know what he deserved or didn't deserve, I don't know who he was or what he wasn't. I can only tell you that he was extremely, extremely sad. My giving away my Elam Haba, I made him extremely, extremely happy. So it was worth it for me just to make a fellow Jew happy to give him my Elam Habawi. This is until Messias Nefesh. Until it hurts. We'll just take a jump before we go. We have time, hopefully, middle. To the end of the Pasha. Generally, the fact is, Klaal is, that we don't finish on a bad note anything. There are certain Pashas in the Torah, certain Elias in the Torah, that could finish by a Pasuk that doesn't sound so proper, so good. And we go either before or after not to finish on a bad, na- a bad note. So we look at the end of Chumash Pashva Yikra. And God will forgive him before God. And will be forgiven to him. We'll make atonement for him and will be forgiven for him. From one of all the things that the person did. To incur guilt. Incurring guilt. Quite, quite severe. What a way to finish off about the person acquiring guilt. La'ashma vo, there are congregations, there are certain circles, kaizen, that have a custom. When the Balkaria finishes Pashas by Yikra, so last Shabbos, when they finished Pashas by Kudai, they screamed out, Chazak, Chazak, Menis Chazak. When he finishes the Ashmavo, the end of a Yikra, they call out, Lokela, Shashavas, Mikola, Maisim, Bayem, Ashri. The acronym, the Rashi Tevis, for the word La'ashma Va is Lamed Alef Shin Mem Hey Beis Hey Lokel Asher Shavas Kol Hamaisim Bayei Mashri. What does one have to do with the other? First of all, there's a cloud. Mara tells us that a person, no matter what sin they've ever committed, if they keep Shabbos 100%, they will be forgiven. 
Lakel Shavas, we call a Maisim Yem Ashvi. God rested from all his Maisim and Yem Ashvi. refers to the Shabbos Kaidish. Basic, let's read again now. Forgive him. On what? Al Achas Mikel Ashiyas. Al Achas on one of the Avedas. Let it be the worst Aveda. Gilead Ayas. Ayashvichas Avedazara. From all that he has done, what will come out? If you will keep Shabbos, everything is wiped out. Also, another thought on this Makela Shabbos. A Jew is not like an Egyptian. All Egyptians, sometime or another in their life, were in denial. Because they went swimming there. In denial. The Nile River? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They went into the Nile. Um, a Jew that doesn't have Eda is to an extent in denial. What's this in denial? How could you sin? God commanded all these things not to sin. God established all these customs and things that we have to do not to sin. Where do you come off to sin? Therefore, what does sin bring about? What is sin showing? Sin shows the person's in denial. He's denying God. He's saying, I have God in my heart. I have Judaism in my heart. I'm a Jew at heart. <laughs> Heart's only the size of a fist. Could you imagine all the Judaism put into that little... doesn't matter. Definitely going to plot. Zaktundir, what is the ultimate um, admitting or, or, or see you need that for a word now. <laughs> what is the ultimate way to, to really Glorify God's name. To rest on the holy day of Shabbos. By resting because God rested when He created the world. Therefore I'm resting on Shabbos. I'm now reconnecting with God. And therefore no matter what the sin that was involved, because because the Kelsh Shavas we call a There's nothing like Shabbos Kodesh. Nothing like it. Nothing like 
We also see throughout here the different sacrifices that come about that are brought and how the person is given leeway. What you can afford to bring is what you will bring. And the poor person is not allowed to bring the, the atonement that the rich person has to bring. It's not allowed to. Because again, you're looking God in the eye and saying, I'm not listening to you. Because God said clearly, I don't want you to strain yourself. Don't push yourself more than you have to. God says, open to me the smallest, just show me you're ready to repent, and I will help everything else out. We know that the Shimon Ba'yichai said, and we've said this many times, and he paid to Kalelam Kulim and Adin, if the halacha would be according to me, the whole world would be potter from din. Nobody would ever be culpable for an aver. What halacha does Rav Shimon need to go his way that he should clear up the slate for all the Jews? We discussed as a machlikis in the sect of Shabbos. A malacha on Shabbos. Shnaim Shasu. Two people did the same malacha together. Adechayim or Pater. Then the scenario goes Shnaim Shasu. Vizaini Yachol. Vizaini Yachol. Two people did a malacha. And neither was capable of doing the malacha on its own. Carrying a piano from for example, neither was capable of doing it on their own. So there's a machlekes. Everybody says chayiv. Rabbi Shimon says Potter. Who is this Rabbi Shimon? This Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Shimon Bayechai. Rabbi Shimon Bayechai says, if you go according to me. Where I say Shnayim Shesu is Potter, the Zayni Yachal, the Zayni Yachal is Potter. If either neither person was able to do something on his own, and it's only because he joined up with the other one that he was able to do it, then we do not say he's high. We say that he's Potter. He is exonerated from the sin. See, not, without that, I can still say a big word. Then, when it comes to ultimately. Any sin that a Jew might commit, the same din would stand true. If a person doesn't have it, we come to them afterwards to punish them. Who do we come to? A person passes away, the Neshama comes to Maila, and they tell the Neshama, you're culpable for such, such, and such. Zak the Neshama, excuse me, I am Chelek and the Mamish. I am part of God. I'm God. I can't sin. No can do. 
They said, but who sinned? Look, there's a video here of this Avera being done. He says, the goof, the body sinned. So the Bez and the Shamayla travels down and they go to the body. And they tell body, they knock on the grave and they say, buddy, you sinned. And he says, Rabbi Yisai, Bez and Shamayla, listen to me. We know a fact, Adam Yisaydi Me'afah Me'afah Man comes from dust and from ashes and from earth. And they return the same way. And so therefore, now when Hashem was taken out, I am back in the ground. I as a goof am not capable of doing an avera. So Bez Neshamayla is in a quandary. The Neshama says he's not capable. The goof says he's not capable. But the avera was done. So we turn to Rabbi Shimon Bayechai and say, what do we do? Rabbi Shimon Bayechai says, if you look at my din in Shabbos, it's the same stance here. Zayn Yachol, Zayn Yachol is Potter. He's not capable of doing himself, he's not capable of doing himself, they're Potter. Therefore, says Rabbi Shimon, if the halacha would be according to me, everybody, any Potter, call them Kulim bin Adin. I would exonerate everybody. This is ultimately what we come about with Karbanis. The mysterious Nefesh, as we spoke before. When the Tzemach Tzedek reached three years old, Dalteleb was in charge of his responsibility because his mother had passed away already. Was in charge of his education, excuse me. On the day of his option, there are many different instructions that Samach said the Alter Rebbe gave, and ultimately one of them was that the child should start to learn Chumash, but Chumash Vayikra. Not Chumash Bereshis. Question, of course, asked why Vayikra Bereshis. <coughs> the Alter Rebbe answered because of the mysterious Nefesh that we learned from Vayikra. Needless to say that Samot Tzedek was astute enough to ask why the small olive, and again in Al-Trebe answered as we spoke before. But Samot Tzedek was then wrapped up in a talus, as any three-year-old child before we take him to Cheder, and Al-Trebe said to bring him out to the cemetery to his mother. To his mother. The mother was the daughter of the Alter Rebbe. And they brought out to Dvalea. And the Rebbe told her, wished her Mazatov and told her all the brachas said that the Messias Nefesh, which he starts today, he would, will guide him throughout his entire life. Very tough thing to be able to understand, to be able to grasp. But this is ultimately the education that Al Trevor said we have to bring up a child is the Adam Kiyakri Mikem. The person has to know they have to be makrib from themselves. 
whether it be a karmen oila, where everything is sacrificed entirely, or a shlamim, which they serve, as they, they join together with their achatas. This begins with us, the teres kahanim, the kahanim are the ones that are the, the pace setters, the ones that lead the way to teach us and to show us how we have to behave and how we have to act. It says that when halacha is, you're not allowed to ask a kayan to do something for you. Because the Kayan service is for Hashem. However, when someone once asked the Kayan to do something, they said, Mechila They preceded it with the Mechila. We ask Mechila of your Kahuna that we're asking you to do this for us. So the Rebbe smiled. The Rebbe said, Kayan ish chesed. Kayan is generally an ish chesed. And therefore, here too, Teres Kahanim refers to the Teres of the Karbanis with which we do Tshuva, with which we are Tshuva is accepted. And therefore, based on Teres Kahanim, based on the Teres of which we learn from the Kahanim, based on that we know how to act and how to behave and how to live our lives. And this Shabbos, although it's not any of the marked special Shabbosim, should be a special Shabbos, and the special Shabbos should be the Shabbos Shekulei Shabbos Menucha Lachai Elamim with Mashiach Tzidkenu in Yerushalayim Rakhidish. Laila Tov to all.